Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Here's a shot in the left center field. Back at the wall. It's gone. What a start for the Dodgers. Jock Peterson goes deep. And it's a five-run first inning, thanks now to a three-run shot by Peterson. Highlight courtesy of Buck Sportsnet, or Fox. Jock Peterson, three-run homer in the playoffs making it Jocktober, right? Do I have that right, Mark Rohde? Jocktober, is that how it is? That's what they called him in uh, Los Angeles, yep. Or or if if he were in Montreal, Montreal, it would be Jocktober. Jocktober. Yeah, so let's discuss that. The the Cubs got a part-time player, and the Cardinals are on the verge of getting an all-star third baseman. We go to the guest hotline brought to you by Al Pamani Nissan. We welcome back to the show from Cubs Insider, Evan Altman. Evan, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm I'm doing well, guys. Um, I was you know a little bit better than maybe having to to join you two uh, for another few minutes of suckage. But uh, you know the weather's bad. I had nothing better to do, so uh, so you, right. you stuck with me. Right. Sucking. So, yeah. Us, uh, the weather sucking makes us look comparatively better by a little bit. What do the Cubs look like now when they do the whole Peterson signing thing? And look, we got ourselves a platoon player, and and then the Cardinals do the Arenado thing. So, what was your, what were your last twenty four thirty six hours like? You know, excuse me, it's a little bit funny because. I, you nobody really knew what to take. I mean, I think everybody was very surprised. You know, Ken Rosenthal had tweeted out that Jock Peterson is in agreement with Cubs, and everybody was like, "Wait, really? They they signed a guy?" And you know, so keep in mind, this deal is the second largest the Cubs have done with a position player since uh, since Jason Hayward. So John Jay at nine million dollars for 2017, uh, which in and of itself is a little shocking. 
is is the next big is the biggest. And then there's Peterson. So the fact that they spent some money, but what's really funny. Um, and that people have noted there are a few differences between Peterson and, and Kyle Schwarber, but they're very, very similar players if you look at their offensive production historically. I mean, almost identical uh, in, in terms of their slash lines. And so, but Peterson is even more pronounced platoon player. Now, if they do what kind of makes sense and set him up that way and have him hit almost exclusively against righties and then let Phil Irvin or another right-handed batter face lefties, I think this makes a lot of sense. But Jeff Passan indicated that part of the reason Peterson wanted to come to Chicago was that he thought he'd get a chance to play every day, which, again, uh, at least for the Cubs strategically, I think would be a mistake. But if they use him as a strict platoon player, you've got a guy who you know might, with a little bit of a better glove, and you kind of balance that out on the other side, it might end up working out for him fairly well. What do you think of the Cardinals and Goldschmidt or uh, uh, Arenado? Well, yeah, picking up uh, another, let's see, uh, MVP caliber corner infielder from an AL West opponent, making pretty big money, surprised that the Cardinals could swing that deal. That was shocking, but, you know, even like way more so than what we saw with the U Darvish trade, which a lot of people looked at like a salary dump for not much return. And, you know, there's this thing, I'm kind of shocked by the complexity of it, first of all. There's money going back and forth. There are, you know, uh, no trade clause being waived, additional deferrals, maybe more guaranteed money on the backside. But at the end of the day, the Rockies are sending over like $50 million of his contract and only taking back kind of some, you know, definitely not some top prospects. So it, it's really kind of strange in that regard. But the Cardinals being able to swing that, uh, you know, given without having to really give up too much of the top end of their farm system, at least from what I understand, it's not finalized yet, but that, that could really help. I know a lot of people look at the Coors thing and say, well, you know, Arenado's offensive production is, is really only good because of Denver. Uh, I mean, I, you know, that, I don't know if that's completely true. I, I think we've seen DJ LeMayhew fare pretty well outside of, of Coors field. It, you know, if you put stock in an AL batting title, that is, but uh, it's a it's a big move. I was shocked by it, but I think I was more shocked by just the the seeming desire of the Rockies to just abs- to unload him at almost any cost. So uh, it absolutely makes the Cardinals a heck of a lot better, especially in a division that up until recently has not spent anything or next to nothing in free agency. I mean, the entire Central is up for grabs. Our guest is Evan Altman, CubsInsider.com. We're talking Cubs here on the Score. So. Goldenado or Brizzo? Who's better? Mm. Well, I suppose if we're going strictly on defense, then it's got to be Goldenado. Um, you know, I mean, you've got, and, and, and really, geez, I, I would be very concerned, actually, if the Cardinals ended up bringing Colton Wong back. Wong, speaking of, because now you've got uh, a really incredible defensive infield. But mm-hmm. if we look at, offensive performance in terms of peak health, then we got Brizzo. But I, I think those two are some uh, – those are the two combinations that if they're on you – know, we haven't seen that for a little while, right? Chicago, uh, neither Bryant nor Rizzo was really at full strength last season. But if you get a full season of both of those pairs, uh, that, that could make for some exciting baseball, uh, which, which is probably going to have to because, as I said, there's nobody else in the division – 
Like, this is not going to be a very fun summer to watch divisional baseball for the most part if things continue along this track. So uh, my hope is that, they, you know, I don't want to see the Cardinals do well, but my hope is that there's at least something competitive and compelling for us to watch over the course of the summer because it sure doesn't really look like anybody's trying to make it that way right now. All right, well, let's go back to Peterson then because, uh, you know, your indication was that you were surprised with it. I was surprised with it, and I, I'm blown away, but that, that's their, their biggest free agent signing since since Jason Hayward. What does it mean? Does it mean the Cubs are trying again? Um, I, yes and <laughs> no. It's, it's uh, you know, we, we got the report that, <clears throat> that Tom Ricketts has expanded the baseball budget a, a little bit. We certainly don't know by how much and, and or, or whether that alone is what facilitated the Peterson deal. Now, what we do know, and, and I had been uh, and still will continue to be kind of harping on the Cubs for not doing what we have seen from the Nationals uh, in their deals for uh, not only John Lester and Kyle Schwarber, but, but in particular Brad Hand. The, uh, the lefty reliever they got where they've got these deferred deals coming out. You know, Lester signed for $5 million. Only $2 million is being paid to him this year, and the other three is in a signing bonus that won't hit until 2023. So they're, you know, again, we're, we're looking at these financial situations. They're saying, hey, we don't have a lot of liquidity, so we're going to keep our actual payroll pretty low. And, and I don't know that we've seen anything yet. I have not anyway, and it, it may not be made official until he passes his physical with Peterson, but the indication is, is it a, a significant chunk of that $7 million that he agreed to is in the form of a buyout on a mutual option for next year. And so they really, in paying him $7 million, which you know a lot of people say, well, that's the same as what Schwarber was supposed to make. Why wouldn't you just keep Schwarber? Well, Schwarber, they would have had to pay that full $7 million to this year. So if they only need to pay Peterson three or four, they can go around and take the rest of it. And again, I'm, this is certainly not an indication that they're you know, willing to spend a lot. We're talking about a couple million dollars to add another starting pitcher or two. And so even if they only got a little bit of wiggle room, this is a way to sort of add somebody in there to fill the spot that you lost with Schwarber and still make a subsequent move or two because we know that they're looking to be pretty active, particularly in the in kind of the buy-low reclamation project with a, with a veteran pitcher or two. Uh, a few guys have been scouting here between Friday and, and supposedly today as well. So... You know, I think it's a way for them to combine a few things on what looks like a still a really limited budget. We're talking with Evan Altman, CubsInsider.com. We're talking Cubs here on the score. Is Peterson more likely to to be a Cub or to a, and, and a member of the lineup come September than he is a target of just somebody to flip this Scott Feldman role in this whole thing? <laughs> It seems, you know, based on the fact that it's just a one-year deal um, and sort of the way his offensive profile fits um, or, or maybe does not fit, right? That, <clears throat> again, we go back to the thought that part of the reason they non-tendered Kyle Schwarber was that he had a lot of the boom-bust, you know, the swing and miss, um, a lot of power, but a, a lot of the strikeouts. And Peterson's a little bit of a better defender. But it still has that feeling, especially if they use him in a platoon role and can really leverage his performance against right-handed pitchers. He feels like a guy who could be flipped to a contender that needs that, that whether it's an AL team or, or maybe, again, an NL team as well, but someone who wants that masher 
the guy from the left side who can really go out there and hit right-handed pitching, give him a little boost toward the end. Because if we look at what they're doing, you know, the plan doesn't really seem to be to go all out and contend. Certainly not this year, maybe not in 22 either. And, you know, again, Peterson only have that mutual option for next year doesn't seem like a guy who should really be more of a long-term fit. So I think the idea is to try to maximize his value by protecting him in the lineup a little bit and then being able to flip him and move him. But if that doesn't work out, they've still got a pretty cheap option based on what that salary looks like for next year to kind of keep filling that role and, and to be a fairly versatile. I mean, he can play center field a little bit too. So I think it's a it's kind of a win-win situation that uh, ideally – and, and maybe he parlays that into a bigger deal as well, right? If he plays well, gets traded, and uh, and opts out, then uh, maybe he signs somewhere for for bigger money. So, it's uh it's beneficial to both parties. Do you foresee any big trades from the Cubs' current roster before the season starts? If you had asked me that maybe a week or two ago, I would have said yes. Uh, it, it really seemed like there was a lot of momentum. We heard several different reports regarding uh, Chris Bryant discussions with multiple teams. The Blue Jays and Mets kind of stood out. But then you know, we saw, and I don't know if this will affect anything, but I know uh, Mets owner Steve Cohen, who had come into this as the, the multi-billionaire, uh, he, he took a bath on the, on the whole GameStop uh, stock did. thing. So I don't so. Who knows that? Which is I don't know what it is about Mets owners and, and being built by uh, stock scams because uh, we we saw Bernie Madoff take the last group for, yeah, uh, for a yeah. big uh, turn there. So, uh, but that's that's the Mets. Their uh, their ineptitude stretches far beyond just the field. But um, you know the Jays then went out and signed Marcus Simeon for eighteen million dollars, very close to what Chris Bryant's making. But he pushes some guys over, so now they don't need a third baseman anymore. They've filled out that infield role. So, you know, a lot of these teams that were connected, and then we also heard the report that the Cubs have, have kind of talked to, to Bryant and reached out to him. I think it came from um, somewhere on MLB Network Radio, right? They've said, hey, we're, we're not moving you for anything short of a, of a major haul, which Bryant himself had discussed last year as well. So, it looks like Wilson Contreras has been out there in, in rumors as well, but we hear that the asking price is very high, as it should be. And you kind of get that feeling that whether it's because they want to hold on to these guys or whether they know that they really aren't getting the max value anymore based on the earlier narratives that teams simply aren't giving them the offers that they would need, that they want to try to boost that value and either trade them at the deadline or you know maybe even try to work something out with some of these guys. But it, this point it really doesn't look like there's a lot of momentum toward any kind of a deal for any of the big guys all right well we'll wait and see appreciate you joining us uh evan and i suspect that by the time next next time we talk the cubs will re-sign uh dick arietta and the cardinals will get deshaun watson i just think that's the way this whole thing's going so sounds good to me i i I like it but yeah anytime you guys need to kind of beef up the show a little bit and, and uh, get a little more, more more cachet, you just let me know. I'm happy to, to come on as long as I don't have anything better to do. That's right. We're, <laughs> we're, all, for, we're all for you not having anything better to do. Thanks, Evan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, no problem, guys. Have a great one. All right, Evan See Allman, you, CubsInsider.com. So there you go. We discussed that. Um, we need to, before we get off the air at 2, we're, we're going to take a break here, and then we're going to come back with What Are You Doing, Wagner? And we 
we'll start that off with just a spectacular piece from the I'm Fat podcast. Just spectacular. So we'll do that, and we'll do what are you doing, Wagner, and we'll we'll we're here to entertain you. We're here to amuse you, like a clown. Chicago. I have, Radio. by the way. Yeah. I also yes. have, before you go to the break, before you go to the break, I want to make sure I interrupt you rudely. There, there is, there has been a significant social media scrubbing from a particular quarterback in the National Football League we need to discuss as well right before What Are You Doing, Wagner? Take well, let's do that now. Do, you know, you teased us for 20 seconds. Do we, should we take the break and come back and everybody will go online? I can do it now. It out? Yeah, let's do, I can do that it now. now. Let's let's so do that reportage. Plain and simply, Deshaun Watson has scrubbed his social media accounts of anything that has to do with the Houston Texans. So it's just another step in the the social media world and the reports that Deshaun Watson very much would like out of Houston. We've seen it before, and it's happening again. Didn't we see it with Allen Robinson? Um, I don't didn't know he, if he did. Didn't he the, wipe some bear stuff off for a while? I was trying to remember this too. I remember, didn't he like remove a bunch of stuff and then it came back or something like that? No, it was the. Why am I forgetting his name? The the Bears running back in 2018, uh, Howard. Oh, Jordan, Jordan Howard. Howard. He, yeah, he, uh, he scrubbed this whole. He thing. He did that. Oh, you know what? It's he scrubbed Alan, a dub dub. Allen Robinson oh. changes his profile on Twitter to read. The Allen Robinson Pro Bowl wide receiver, Detroit versus everyone. So he removed the Chicago Bears wide receiver part from his profile. That's what he did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I, I too, have removed all the Houston Texans uh, items from my social profile, just in case anybody out there wants to know if I'm getting divorced from the Texans as well. I'll do the same. We did. Yeah. We did. We wanted to know. All right. So that's uh, Mark Rohde, and that's Adam Straczynski. <laughs> Straz. Straz. <laughs> and I just want to get a, I just want to make sure I get Les's mispronunciation pr- pronounced correctly. I think I've done yes. it. Yes. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. What are you doing, Wagner? Indeed, what are you doing, Wagner? It's our non-award-winning segment, and we're going to do it. That's what we're doing. We're doing What Are You Doing, Wegner. Steve Rosen with Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Saturday Suckage today. We're going to lead off with one of our favorite. We always have them as guests. We look for reasons to have them as guests. It's going to have to look a hell of a lot harder now to get Jay on talking Blackhawks. But Jay Zawoski and Rick Camp, Rick, of course, hosts the basketball, the Bulls postgame show, your home for Bulls basketball, and that will be tonight uh, on the score. Rick Camp, 645, will be the pregame show. So Rick Camp and Jay Zawoski have created this wonderful podcast called the I'm Fat Podcast. And if you don't subscribe, you're missing out. It's serious food talk by seriously fat guys and who would know better and if some is good then more is better whether it's candy desserts entrees whatever it is and then they'll have their version of a mailbag so this part of a i'm fat podcast 
is what you could hear as their is their fan from their fan section time to get to the fat phone all right this one is from mike i caught some sage wisdom from the store's own matt spiegel during the fall and winter months it's a good temperature to keep things like water or tea or pap uh, in your car so i took that advice and it worked very well and i kind of took it to the next level and i started carrying american cheese slices in my glove box to add you know to your burger king or mcdonald's or wendy's uh, burgers, you know, instead of paying for that extra slice of cheese, just grab a single out of the glove box, flash forward, and uh, I'm out with a lady friend, and I uh, get pulled over for speeding, and uh, I asked uh, this gal who I kind of just met to open up my glove box to get my registration out, and uh, in the glove box is about 20 or so slices of uh, American cheese uh, singles kind of come tumbling out of the glove box and uh, she gives me a look and the cop gives me a look and apparently I'm supposed to feel shame about this I didn't you know uh, a couple days later I pick her up again the same gal first thing she does when she sits in my passenger seat is open up the glove box and there's those American cheese singles still and uh, she tells me or asks me you haven't got rid of the cheese yet and I said why would I get rid of the cheese <laughs> and uh, she asked me to pull over and uh, let her out, and uh, we never spoke again after that. That is amazing. That's my guy. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. Mark? That's great. I never, ever would have thought of that, but that's <laughs> that's great. You know, there was... When there was romantic angle to this whole thing, if this is not exactly the ending that you get when you like read the penthouse forum, I never thought this would happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is just classy. You didn't get rid of the G's? Oh, pull over. <laughs> I'm picturing now, like, this girl is going to be walking around like, oh, why aren't you seeing that guy anymore? Because he kept sliced cheese in his, in his glove <laughs> box? <laughs> yeah. I well, you know how we're always looking for, like, date horror stories. Like, yeah. she's got the greatest date horror story. The, oh, I had a guy story? who kept cheese in his glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> What's so bad about that? I don't understand the crime here. The guy wants I to mean, keep cheese around. What's? It's a perfect place for it. How yeah. is it you have a relationship, Trash Panda? How? I, I'm not saying I do that, but I just don't <laughs> see the issue with it if you do. So do you think it was that he kept cheese in the car or that he was trying to save a dime on a slice of cheese on a burger? Ah, uh, see, now, if you're looking at the cheapness aspect of it, that well, might be... I could understand okay. that. Yeah. What about just adding cheese onto the cheese that already exists? I thought that that, That's... like, for a fat, that would that would make more sense. Order the cheeseburger, but right. you don't want to ask for extra cheese because that seems gluttonous if you do that at a McDonald's drive through but just bring your own cheese because you're never satisfied with the amount of cheese that fast food restaurants provide. I see. I, that's an brilliant. excellent point. That's cheese wrapped cheese, like bacon wrapped bacon. Those are all excellent, excellent dishes. That, I think you should send that in to the I'm Fat podcast, Mark. Yeah. I thought that that's that where they were going with it. I didn't look at it as a cheap thing. I thought it as, yeah, because oh, you I'm can't really. Out. I've never even thought about that. Can you even, Can you get. I don't think you can. Can you go to McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's or whatever and ask for extra cheese on your cheeseburger? Yeah, you probably? can. Dude, you, you can, can do. I worked at a McDonald's for a little bit in in college. The worst job I ever had. But you can ask for pretty much anything. Like they'll okay. give you if you ask for it, they'll give it to you. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I figured. Yeah, because if you want, I, I've asked for. So every once in a while, I 
ask for a burger without any of this stuff. Like sometimes I just want to taste the burger. Like they'll do that and it always takes them longer. But I didn't realize, and I guess it makes sense. I didn't realize you could ask for extra cheese. I thought maybe that would be like a right. budget. You thing. do it on pizzas. I want double cheese on pizza. Sure. Give me double, double That's cheese true. on the double cheeseburger. I go double sauce on the pizza. Double sauce. If I'm going double cheese, I got to go double sauce. Oh, so you're playing yeah. it even. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just yeah. saying you can you can order it that way. And by the way, if you're a fat, I think they should know about this too. There's a Canadian confectioner is offering you 30 bucks to eat candy. Oh. Chocoholics, candy lovers. The place is called Candy Funhouse. They're seeking full and part-time, quote, candyologists <clears throat> to sample and review candy according to this job posting. The company is in Mississauga, Ontario. It's outside Toronto. Currently carries 3,000 products and need can- needs candidates with a strong sweet tooth to help select 10 new original candies for its inaugural Candy Funhouse branded line. And candyologists must, quote, taste samples objectively and, quote, Consider aspects of taste, texture, and quality while following the company's in-house rating and write reviews. And you need a high school degree, and I assume a full set of teeth, but I'm not. that doesn't actually say that here. Which will eventually <laughs> so, dissipate if you eat all those sweets. Did you forward this to Jay and Rick, or what? I did not. I just happened to see this. It's. Um, I, I'm sure they could figure it out. I, I cannot believe they would know it. I don't think that's a fat thing. It. That's not a fat thing because I, I don't I think fats are Candy? more into the to the main, to the entree, not so much the dessert. I, I don't know that dessert is 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 big of a part. Oh, I don't know of the fat that. lifestyle. Is it? Oh my God! That did wasn't it Jay who just just tweeted out the sort of frosting filled cookies, frosting oh, in yeah. the middle, frosting okay. on top, and it was his new favorite thing? Really? You don't think they... Nah, yeah. you, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I, I'm thinking like candies. I'm thinking like hard candies and things like that. I can't imagine they would waste their time with that. Like, there's not enough substance to, to candy proper. But you're right. Well, like, but if your job cookies and the... cakes and something that's rich. Yeah, I guess you're, you're right. Think of it this way. If you're Jay Zawoski and you could get a job eating candy and telling people what you think of it... Or you could produce Dan Bernstein. <laughs> I think most people. So, I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. If you put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't know. That's a good question for the fats. Where do you guys stand on like hard candies and, and such? It's a waste of time if it's not chocolate. That's all I got to say. You're probably right. You're probably right. All right. Car- Carol von Oosterholm is the... Um, is listed as the ambassador of the Kingdom of the Netherlands to the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So he he's tweeted this out. Internationally, we the Dutch are seen to be direct and blunt. Our checklist for travel to the Netherlands lives up to that reputation. So this is this is, a sent, this is officially sent out by the government of the Netherlands. Home, home topics, coronavirus, COVID-19, subject traveling to the Netherlands from abroad. And the headline is checklist for travel to the Netherlands. And 
the next line says only do not travel to the Netherlands. That's <laughs> it. Here's <laughs> our travel advice to you. Don't. 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 <laughs> Don't. Do not do hey. it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is just such such a thing. So the, um, <laughs> that was so funny. The um, <clears throat> NHL is still having, still having fun with the idea of no fans being in the building. The St. Louis Blues were playing the, the LA Kings, second period, the second intermission between the second and third periods, and the big video board in the St. Louis arena, whoever, whatever corporation owns it now, has a message that said, bathrooms, current wait time, zero minutes. <laughs> We're available. I love, I love that they're having fun with that. That was, can just, I tell you, that was one of the greatest, like, weird novel things when I was doing the sidelines at Bears games this year. Yeah. I had Soldier Field to myself. Like, bathrooms, like, there's, what, thousands of bathrooms? I don't know how many there are. Yeah. But they were all mine. They were all mine. The club section, the clubs. So did you have a favorite bathroom to go in? Yeah, there was a um, yeah right near where they had me stationed. There was actually like a like a rich person club area. You oh, know, where you go <laughs> it was get, that like, what it was meals. called, rich person's club. Yeah, rich person club, some club <laughs> section, and they had great clean bathrooms. And you know, there's like a bar that has food and drink, and it was all mine. It was all mine. There you go. I took. I want to. Which bathroom shall I use today? Yep, yep. I once took an economic class with a guy named Rich Person. All right, so here's here is an obit. It comes out of Halifax, the Chronicle Herald in Halifax, Margaret M. D. Adder. I think we would all want whoever wrote this, or the spirit, if not the actual person, the spirit of this person to be writing our obits. Margaret Marilyn D. Adder, professional clipper of coupons, baker of cookies. Terror behind the wheel, champion of the underdog, ruthless card player, and self-described queen bitch, died on Tuesday, January nineteenth, twenty twenty-one. Sorry, Marilyn, the oldest of four siblings, was born Marilyn Joyce in nineteen forty-two to parents Hannah and Edgar Joyce in New Glasgow. She grew up in a modest home, which still stands on the top of a hill, where the Westville Road forks to the town of Westville in one direction and the old drive-in to the other. Growing up in a very, growing up with very little taught her how to turn a dime into a dollar, at skill, a skill at which she'd excel her whole life. Marilyn, Marilyn loved all her children, loved all children who weren't her own, and loved her own children relative to how clean-shaven they were. She excelled at giving the finger, taking no bleep, and laughing at jokes, preferably in the shade of blue. She did not excel at suffering fools, hiding her disdain, and putting her car in reverse. <laughs> a, ver a voracious reader, she loved true crime romance novels and the odd political book. Trained as a hairdresser before she was married, she was always doing somebody's hair in her kitchen, so much so that her kitchen smelled of baking and perm solution. Ugh. <laughs> Marilyn is survived by her three ungrateful sons 
whose names she never got completely right, and whose jokes she never completely understand. And it goes on. I uh, love this obituary. I love this woman. It's a terrific thing. Don't you want somebody to write that kind of obit about yeah, you? Yeah. Just to have a great time with it. Reflect, and reflect the, the way you lived and... Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that takes some. That takes some knowing a person, right there. Yeah, yeah. The um, Evan Altman, our guest earlier this hour, had tweeted this out, and we've we've had some fun with various police blotters, whether it's sheriffs or our uh, police blotters in, in in Iowa. This was from the Stark County Sheriff's officer. A woman called police to tell them that she and another person were killed and are currently walking around like dead zombies. <laughs> oh? That's a hell of a phone call, don't you think? That's yeah. That's a hell of a phone call. All right. Um, the last one involves... There's a story that um, Scott Powers wrote. He covered... He's written... I write... covers the Hawks for The Athletic. And he has a, it has a regular thing where he asks players, how'd you choose your number? Sometimes the numbers were chosen for them. Sometimes they got to choose their number. And it's always, I love the, the color that goes along with this. And Brandon Peary was one of the people he asked. He wears number 73. Brandon Peary starts out citing... He cites the lead character from the Big Bang Theory. Quote, quoting Sheldon Cooper, 73 is the 21st prime number. Its mirror, 37, is the 12th. And its mirror, 21, is a product of multiplying 7 and 3. And in binary, 73 is a palindrome, one zero zero one zero zero one, which backwards is one zero zero one zero zero one, and that's how Brandon Peary chose number seventy-three, Good according God. to the reporting of Scott Powers. That's harder than socks math. It, yeah, it is no way I got that's that's spectacular. Now, can he score? Because they need people who can score. Because yeah. they they yeah, really. Brandon. Suck offensively. Please. Right, let's take a break. When we come back this week. If you're bummed about the Cardinals getting an all-star while you got a part-time player, we can reflect on an anniversary this week of a Cubs trade that I want to get Mark's opinion on. It was a major Cubs trade, but not the way you thought at first. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Brody with you. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We are uh, finishing up this edition of Saturday Suckage. And it sucks for Cubs fans when you wake up and you find out that a day after, less than a day after you got Jock Peterson, the part-time, the platoon left fielder, the Cardinals are working on a deal that will land them all-star third baseman Nolan Arenado in a trade with the Rockies. And the Rockies are sending $50 million to the Cardinals to off- help offset the salary. Ooh. 
But Wednesday marked an anniversary of a Cubs trade on a happier note. Wednesday was the 39th anniversary of a trade that Cubs dealt shortstop Yvonne DeJesus to Philadelphia for shortstop Larry Boa and third baseman Ryan Sandberg. See, there the Cubs go trading for third baseman like the Cardinals do. And he was a third baseman. He played 133 games at third and only 24 at second in 1982. After that, it was all second base all the way to the Hall of Fame. So that was this week. Mark, you you had a fanhood with Rhino and you had a professional relationship with Rhino. Share with us, could you? Yeah, so I'm a... a I was in junior high when the Cubs got acquired Ryan Sandberg and, you know, the 84 Cubs for a lot of us, you know, was that was the first time in a long, well, 39 years it had been up to that point that the Cubs had won the division. So that's a special team, 1984. And the best player on that team was Ryan Sandberg. And there I am, just a kid, just a punk kid, 10 year old, 11 year old, whatever it was. And um, so that and that's like the peak of fandom and passion and we really take it seriously. And these guys are superheroes. So that's kind of the way I looked at all the players on that particular team. And so, yeah, when I then did Cubs pre and post for a few years, starting in 2015, Ryan Sandberg, I believe it was in 2016, actually, that they brought Ryan Sandberg in to be part of my postgame shows. So Rhino and I essentially were co-workers. We worked together doing the post-game show, and it was fun, man. It was fun getting to know him and just, like, like just kind of goofing off with him. Because, of course, I mean, I had to get over the whole, oh, oh, it's Ryan Sandberg, and this is cool. And it was. I mean, of course it's cool, you know what I mean, because it's just my childhood. But then you get to know him, and he's just, like... I love that he Ryan was willing to not only offer his expertise, which he did well, but also sink to the level of my goofiness and enjoy stuff that I did <laughs> and was amused by me and would text me. You know, he would randomly text me stuff like you know, that he thought was funny that, you know, we had inside jokes and things like that. So I think that might have been the coolest part that he was as much as I, you know, looked up to him as a baseball player and all that kind of stuff. He kind of found me amusing. So it was a good, it was like, it was a good relationship that we had. And, you know, his nickname is Rhino, but he, he always explained to me that at first, when he first was coming up in baseball, he was Sandy. He was saying, mm-hmm. you know, for Ryan Sandberg. Sure. So I called him Sandy and he always got a kick out of that too. So it was fun, man. It was fun working with Rhino and fun getting to know him and fun to, you know, keep in touch with him to this day. I guess you'd have to get to know him to understand that there's a a fun, playful, jokey side to him because I never got exactly. That impression. I didn't know him right. That well, it, he always well, seemed... it... <clears throat> yeah, right. And and that, like and it, it was almost as if he was ready to expose that side of him. Like like he he was. He was always very serious. Like you never saw him smile or anything with the Cubs. Even mm-hmm. when you heard him in interviews, it was always kind of monotone and. You know, not really letting the personality sparkle, but I'd like to think I brought out the best in Rhino in that regard. And like I said, he 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 amused me, I amused him, and it was it was a fun year getting to do that with Sandy. My God, amuse you? How? Like a clown? Like a clown? Yeah. Like a clown. All right. So compare and contrast your Rhino drool versus your Wani drool. Oh boy, that's a different <clears throat> thing though. The Wani drool. 
was more out of um, compassion for Wani because, you know, Wani did not have the greatest lot in life with the Bears. There was the one year in 94 where the Bears Mm -hmm. went to the playoffs and won that game against the Vikings on the road. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, naturally, they couldn't have good things. They got slaughtered the next week by San Francisco. (laughs) But it was more like I always just, like, thought he was such a sincere guy when I would see him being interviewed. And his coat, like, everything about him was sincere. But oftentimes, because of his lot in life with the Bears at the time, because there was no quarterback, um, he he always looked beaten, too. You know what I mean? Like, he had that look. So... Um, it's a different kind of, it's a different sort of situation um, between Wani and Ryan Sandberg. It's 11-year-old Mark versus, you know, 20-something Mark, you know, um, when it okay. comes to the, Grody, the your, Wani thing. Your feelings on the, the those Cubs players and Ryan Sandberg is how I feel yeah. about the Bears players that we work with on pre- and post-game. Like, it's wild. Oh, yeah. Wild. Like, yeah. Owen, I wore Owen Kruitz's number my freshman year of high school. Because really? it be, because I was playing center and I wanted to wear Owen Cruz's number. And you've That's told him awesome. this? I did. I told him that when I first – because last year I did – I was the official producer for the pregame show. And so I told him, like, yeah, dude, I wore your number my freshman year. Did it take you a year to work up the nerve to tell him that? No, I told him right away. <clears throat> oh, okay. And what was his response to it? They look at you like lasers were going to shoot out of well, his eyes. Well, it was actually it was actually an exchange over Twitter. But oh. he he said he said I know you made that look I know you made it look good and I was like well you know there was might have been one time I fumbled a snap on the goal or no I I forgot the snap count and cost our quarterback a touchdown but whatever. Okay. All That's right. That's all By I the got. way, BTW, we got a birthday today, Steve. I don't know if you Happy knew this. Happy birthday! I'm not aware. Share, Mark. Share. He is a member of the Score family. He is one of the great voices in our town. Oh. He he is. Chuck Swirsky is having a the birthday s- today. The Swirsk. The Swirsk. The Swirsk is going to be on the air at 645, Chuck Swirsky's pregame show. Bulls basketball tonight on the Score 645. He and... Bill Wennington um, will be calling that, will be doing what they do, and I did not know it was his birthday, but okay. All right. That's it. That's what um, Facebook will do for you these days. I know when everybody's birthday is these days just because oh of God. Facebook. Mark, we haven't my heard life. that in a month. Oh, my God. We, we have a, Apparently, we have a breaking phone call. Share with us, Trash Panda. So we got Eric in Champagne. He has a Cubs question for you guys. Hmm. Uh, Hi, Eric, guys? welcome to the yeah, welcome to the score. Yeah, Eric. No, it, it wasn't necessarily a Cubs specific, but I was just wondering your insights on them actually starting the season as scheduled on time and the chances of fans actually being there with all the different rules and in place. Uh, I just wanted to know what you guys thought of all that. No and no. Yeah, I'm with Steve. No and no. I like Oops. fans deleted. The fans the, the late the earliest that the fan, fans might be is is August from what I've heard and the yeah, I would just say the chances of the season starting on time pro, yeah, I'd say no. No. They're not going to do that. Right. Uh, like I don't know, think like was... that late, right? Like maybe what? Like a month late, Steve? Yeah, at least at yeah. least they're, they'll push this as much as they can to play as few games as possible without fans and try to try to get as many states 
to allow fans to come in for whatever to whatever degree. Um, the closer they get to getting more people vaccinated, the closer they get to having more fans, and that's what the owners want. That's a major part of their income. Before we go, I did have I wanted to share what I thought was a good was a healthy outlook for not thinking the Bears totally suck, even though they do, based on the last time we publicly saw them. So we saw this week what happened when the Lions hired a coach and when the Eagles hired a coach. And I had uh, Trash Panda pull these sound bites to play for Bears fans. So I want you to listen to them. What order are we going to go, Trash Panda? What order do you want to go? Let's, you know, let's start with, we'll go in the order in which they appeared. So Dan Campbell okay. first. Dan Campbell, new Lions coach in your division. This is what the new coach sounds like. This team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. And we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're the, going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. Okay, that's the new Lions coach. You know, I say God it, bless him for giving us this beautiful drop to play for the rest of time. Right, and so that Dan Dan Cannibal, I think, is his name. Is they're changing it to Dan Cannibal? Very good. And now Very the good. now the Eagles coach. Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team, that we have a smart football team here. And I know we have the, the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. We're gonna, we're gonna, know, we're gonna have systems in place that are easier to learn, all right? Complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we, when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over. But we need to have systems in place, and we will have systems in place. Okay. If that doesn't ring out, if that doesn't call down the, wake up the echoes and call down the thunder of Tim Beckman, nothing ever will. And he's head coach <laughs> of an NFL team. So my my message of of happiness for the bears fan of elation is you're Our not models as win big, and that is yeah. whatever is necessary today yeah which is wind <laughs> and he was not happy it was pointed out to him by boars and bernstein anyways <laughs> you are not as big a clown college as they are as the lions as the eagles you are a clown college but just not that big, and there's your slogan for next year. <laughs> they love it. Like in Dan Campbell, apparently, in Detroit, they love that stuff. They and have no Steve, idea what good coaching's all about. Dan Campbell is going to be a hit there. They, they're, they're used to a, a parade of stupid. There you go. Bring it on. All right. Mark, thanks. I had fun. I hope you did, too. I always do, man. Thank you. Have a great rest of your weekend, brother. I will. So uh, we're not on next week because of uh, broadcast uh, <clears throat> conflicts. But if nobody important listened to this show, we'll be back uh, in two weeks. I'm Steve Rosen. will be Mark Grody. Thank you for listening to Saturday Suckage on The Score. And then you'll have to eat your lunch all by yourself.
it wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait, wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.